what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too ridiculous or weird in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I am your host, Megan Silito, and my co-host, Lovely co-host, Suzanne Stoffer. Hello, darling. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Glorious. It's a glorious Wednesday morning. It really is, isn't it, love? With our horrible it's... English accent. <laughs> it's fantastic, is what it is. <laughs> this morning is fantastic. And you know, darling, it occurs to me, in um, with regards to the topic of our show, we were talking about going from reaction to creation. And it occurs to me that when I'm the most creative, all these things like my accents come floating out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. You love to be creative. <laughs> so this is this is such an awesome topic because you love to be creative, and I would say that I'm a recovering drama queen. So <laughs> the two of us are an awesome match today. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is that I have a, I get secret crushes on drama queens. Clearly, here you, here here we are, five and a half years later. Um, but I think that it's my potential itis because for me, drama is um, basically creative energy that's been kind of twisted around backwards and pretzeled out, you know, and it's just not coming out in a direct way. And I just get I have this addiction to creative energy right and so it's like I love it in all of its forms and sometimes in my past my drama was my um attraction to drama queens and then I would get in the drama and that wasn't so good but I feel like one of the reasons I've always been drawn to drama queens or drama kings is the potential for creation that's there Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to make myself super wrong about this for years and years and years because I understood that I was reacting. And there were some days when I'd get so into my emotional stuff that I really would just emote for like days sometimes. And my partners would just be like, what the hell? You know, like, what is your deal? Um, And it really was this kind of addiction to drama and I even had a fiance break up with me about it a number of years ago (laughs) so it was really a big big thing in my life and something that super made wrong about myself holy wow like so much judgment about finding myself in drama all the time and you know being so being so judgmental and hard on myself about it certainly really honestly did not help me go from drama to creation it just it mired me in 
the shit even more. Like I was like a pig in shit to take one of your lovely terms. I can't believe I just said that on the radio. <laughs> See, the thing is, is I've also influenced you, sweet. I That's know. the good news. Mm-hmm. You have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it was really awesome for me when I had that huge awareness. And it was really the thing that created so much change with regards to this is that drama wasn't wrong. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just that I was using it against me and everybody else. Like I could turn that energy around and actually do something proactive and direct with it. And then I could create amazing things in my life. So when I'm passionate about something and when I, when I fuel that energy into a particular direction, watch out people because I am like a, like, I mean, you've watched me do this. Like, I can get shit done. I can create results. I can make things happen. You know, like, I am focused and on fire. Um, and so it really is a choice of where do I, you know, where do I put that energy? You know, I have to tell the people, you can do more in an hour than I can get done in a week and that most people can get done in a week. It is It's like a house of fire, people. Like when she gets that energy going straight, when she gets, you know, the SS Suzanne floating forward, it is like, it's unbelievable. And that's really what we want to talk about today is like liberating the energy that we're, we all still do drama, guys. We, I mean, (laughs) it's part of this sort of universe that we're living in where we, something happens and we react to it and our survival system gets there faster than we do. And, and biologically speaking, it's designed to do that. When, when we get scared, when something get pushes a pain point, our survival system is like a thousand times faster than our conscious response. And so it's not about never having that response. It's about having a context, understanding the, the, the signals so that you can tell sooner that you're in this reaction or you're in this drama place. And we're going to talk to you today about giving you some tools to turn that around, how you take that energy actually and turn it into connection, turn it into creation, turn it into whatever it is that you want, because it's really just this very old survival system that was put in place to help us run from tigers. <laughs> and there's not any tigers, so we make them up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it it goes, it's the amygdala, right, where it goes into that fight or flight um, part in your brain. And so it's it's not about not reacting because I still get triggered. You know, sometimes my mood will dip like a couple times a day where I could actually ride that ride into drama. But what's, which is not so fun for me or anybody else. No. And sometimes I see it happening and my drama is like, run away, turn away. I have to go to the office, honey. Bye now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's it's really not about, uh, you know, preventing triggering because I think my triggers are less as I get older and older, but I still get triggered. So it's about what do I do with my trigger? Um, And for me, I just have this really awesome step-by-step process that has really worked for me that I want to share because I'm the 
step-by-step person, you know, in this relationship. So Megan and I were talking about the show and I'm like, I want to give them a step-by-step. And she's like, okay, honey. So, uh, (laughs) so, you know, for me, um, what I do is when I get triggered, I, if, if I'm triggered to a point that on a scale of zero to 10, that I'm like heightened at about a two or three, I know that I am not going to be able to continue the conversation, that it will turn into blame, that it will turn into defensiveness, that it will turn into me wanting to be right. So what I kind of like notice when how elevated I am, and if I'm at a two or three or greater, then uh most of the time now, I'm not perfect at this, but most of the time now, I'll say, okay, um, I actually need to take space. So I'll take like a time out and I'll literally just stop the conversation and be like, I'm going to need to talk about this later. Um, because given, I mean, like I can tell you how many hours, it's a sad, sad thing, how many hours that I have been in drama types of conversations where the whole point was for me to be right to prove that I was right and to, you know, point the finger at Megan or whoever is in front of me that they're wrong. And it never works. And I've spent hundreds of hours in those types of conversations. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, hun, can we give them a little bit of a context for what we mean by drama, how you would know you were in drama? I like the reaction thing in your body, but I'd like to talk about the drama triangle for a second. Sure. Absolutely. So um, and I got this model from my mentors, Gay and Kathleen Hendricks, who have some awesome tools uh, for this very thing. And um, this this information changed my universe. And it's it really is something that it's one of those turnkey principles that actually allow you to create massive change because of the awareness that it brings. So anytime that you're in any kind of conflict or stuckness, whether it's just in you, in your business, in your relationship, you're on what we call uh, the triangle. And the triangle is playing a two-dimensional role. And those specific roles are victim, villain, and hero. And the interesting thing about those three characters is that they can't exist by themselves. So they require... Uh, a party pal, basically. So it, I cannot be a victim if there isn't a villain. Either somebody's doing me wrong or the bank's doing me wrong or the dog's doing me wrong. I cannot participate as a victim unless I'm being done to. So I require a villain. Oh, and by the way, I've got to have a hero. <laughs> I need a hero to rescue my ass, to rescue my sorry ass from my victim pity party. Right? Uh-huh. And and even, and that's true for every character, a villain needs what? If you're in a, in a, in a blaming mode, you gotta, and you wanna pick on somebody, you gotta find yourself a little victim or at least a hero to fight against. So how, let me get into just, just this really simple definition of each one. Victim is poor me. Villain is fuck you. <laughs> the, the villain is a blamer. Right. The Mm -hmm. villain is like, it's all your fault. Right. You're the wrong one. Right. And then the hero is, um, let me help you here. Let me fix this. It's like, you know, um, let's go have, I, mine is my, my hero operates like this. 
maybe we should go have a glass of wine or some ice cream. <laughs> you know, let's relieve the situation. That's what the hero is doing is relieving the situation. And then there's, I'm, I'm going to say a swear word again, but it becomes kind of a clusterfuck, you know, <laughs> like all these little pieces and parts. And we play that out with each other, but we also play it out inside. And so if you're showing up as a victim energetically, what do you require? Right. Mm -hmm. You require somebody to show up as a villain. So if you're in a state, that's why sometimes have you ever noticed, like all of a sudden on the freeway, everybody's cutting you off. That's a really good sign that you might be a victim. I, you know what? I just realized that I actually really learn about these rules in traffic a lot because mm -hmm. I know that if I'm in villain, like one day when I was in my like rebel villain, screw everybody, I'll do it myself kind of mode. I got pulled over three times. I got two tickets. In mm -hmm. one day, mm -hmm. because it's like I pull in that authority. I pull in somebody to fight against that hero to kind of fight against for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, and I what I'd love what I'd love to also kind of point out is that we might um, we each have a favorite spot to land in. And it's usually something we decided really long time ago, like little kid, you know, two, three, four, five years old. We decided that that role would really work for us in our life. And then we tend to like to go back to that spot a lot. So for me, I like to play victim a lot. That's kind of my go-to. So I get really defensive and I feel like people are picking on me and I feel really criticized. And so, you know, victim is my favorite thing. And so, of course, I'm going to bring in either a villain or a hero. Megan loves to play hero. So we have an awesome little interlock there where she gets to play <laughs> hero. And then, you know, when she's sick of playing hero, then she goes to villain. And the whole time I get to hang out in victim. So, um, <laughs> which is so fun, right? So, um, so we generally have a place that we like to live. Um, and, but the truth is, is that we all, all of us are vying for the victim position. So by, at the end of the day, we're all fighting for the victim position. So when you're saying, well, you said that and that hurt my feelings. Well, what about this? That was really uncalled for, you know, then you're actually pointing the finger at each other, trying to claim victim. Yes. And I, and I want to make this clear. The victim is actually the power position on the triangle because as, as soon as I can get you to admit that you've done me wrong, then I'm like, yes, I am the victim. And it feels really good for about eight seconds. Yeah. And, and what I've gotten from you admitting that you've hurt me is adrenaline, mm -hmm. which then actually creates some kind of crash later and this is really, guys, this is really the construct be underneath um, uh, what happens in relationships. But if you guys have all heard, like, I'd rather be right, you can be right or happy. This is the construct behind us. Because in that moment, you get to be right, but you've not created connection with this person. You haven't created intimacy with this person. What you've got is admission that, yes, indeed, you are the victim. And, oh, by the way, guys, until you actually can get out of those roles, out of the triangle. So what exists outside the triangle is creative space or owner ownership. And that is the only place to create from. So the the journey from the triangle to creative space or to ownership, right, is the journey to move from reaction to creation. That's essentially, you know, what we're talking about here. 
And it's really um, in that power role, right? We're trying to get somebody to rescue us and we're trying to get somebody to admit that they've done us wrong. And then, oh my God, we're like a pig in shit. Yes. Thank you so much, God. You know, and, but the problem is, is we're not empowered. We're not making choices and we're not in any of that, you know, creative, juicy, yummy, nummy energy. Well, and what I would say is, yes, victim is the power position, but it's also the booby prize. It Uh really is, Uh you know, because we get the adrenaline fix. We get to be right. But then we've created massive separation. And honestly, being a victim is like is such a sellout to what we can actually be, which is the owner and creator of our life. So it's really a booby prize, even though we all want to go there when we're in reaction. So, um, and what I also want to say is that we absolutely play this out within ourselves first. So we can dance around on the triangle in our heads and in our thoughts, oftentimes, um, you know, all at the same time. Like, we'll be this authority that's like uh, saying, hey, you know, like, get your act together, you know, Suzanne, you're like, right? And then like, but I'm tired, right? And then like, well, maybe I should just take a break and like relax, right? So it's like all I'm dancing around between victim, villain, and hero within my own head in one sentence. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's really a fun game. <laughs> Something that was really fascinating to me because I spent six years really essentially studying this triangle in my work with Gang Katie Hendricks because it's so powerful to, to have awareness. And guys, don't hear that playing out any of these roles is wrong or bad. And we're going to teach you how you can have fun with these roles. It really is simply about awareness and understanding. Because actually, each of these roles has a superpower. And when we get into ownership, we can actually land in this big creative energy. This is just a doorway to creation, guys. That's all it is. It's telling you that there's a buttload of creative energy that's trying to come out of you. There's money that wants to be made. There's businesses that want to be created. and, And you're just kind of... Um, swirling around in this creative energy rather than utilizing it to, to, to move forward. So please don't hear that it's wrong. But when I was when I was in my study with this, we would do this exercise where they would put literal physical squares, victim, villain, hero, on on the floor, and somebody would come up to tell their woe story of this challenge they were having. And what they would do is they would invite everybody that was in this space when they felt inspired to jump up and engage on the triangle with them based on what they were inspired to to say and do. And it was crazy because I've seen this done a hundred times. And every time people would show up and play the role and say the exact same thing that their husband was saying to them, that their business was saying to them, that their money was saying to them. And it's like we're literally pulling in the responses from the universe based on these positions that we're holding. We do, guys, we have a money triangle. We have a business triangle. We have relationship triangles. We do it, as as Suzanne explained, just internally, just <laughs> just throughout the day, you know. So it really, I really want you guys to get that it's a gateway. And after the break, we're going to give you the tools to kind of move from the sort of the swirly whirlies into movement into creation. What do you think, hon? Should we should we give them some tools next? Yes, awesome. So we'll see you after break. 
most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, life, and all things weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. <laughs> I was uh, dancing and forgot that I'm the one to bring everybody back. Welcome back to Life, Love, and All Things Weird. Your host, Megan and Suzanne, and we are talking about the drama triangle the stickiness, and also the brilliance of it all. Yes, so. and I also want to give a shout-out to all of our people in the chat room. So many people have come today. There's Just Jack and Gypsy Jen, Kay, Gina, Lori, April, Kara, our producer, Keisha, our producer, Eleanor, Clumsy Carol. Like We have so much going on in the chat room, so go to A2Zen. Dot fm and click the chat room and come join us for all of the fun exchanges that we have here that you, the people on air don't get to even be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> yes, we're teasing you into the chat room because it's super fun. <laughs> yes, so I love the drama triangle so much because even though I learned about it probably seven years ago, I am continually amazed at how many awarenesses I have around the drama triangle. And because you don't ever get rid of that reaction in your brain, like you will go to fight or flight when you're reacted, when you're reacting to something. It's something that I get to practice all the time. So even for those of you who have heard about the drama triangle, I want to really encourage you to uh, step into the next level and the next awareness around the drama triangle. So, you know, for me, knowing that I love the victim square, Anytime I'm in some type of uh, conflict uh, with anybody, right, with like uh, business arrangements or with Megan or with my kids, um, I when I feel that reaction and that trigger, I immediately go to victim, right? That's my kind of go-to. Or I go to fight, where I, I really want to fight, so which is a totally villain. So that's what I mean about taking space when your level is at a three, right? Because I know that if I'm on that victim or villain square, then I am seriously not going to be able to get to clear space by fighting it out with the person in front of me. So I take, so kind of, can I, now can I go back to my process and step-by-step thing? Mm-hmm. Yes, sweetie. You go, <laughs> you go, honey. You do your step-by-step. Thanks. Step. Thanks. Totally getting permission from you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So um, so I take space, and um, when I take space, I don't go lay down. Like, I actually uh, go on a walk or move my body, because if the more I'm in reaction, if I'm, like, at a 6 or an 8 or a 10, I'm telling you what, I go out and run, okay? I go out and move my body. Um, sometimes I'll, like... Uh, uh, pound pillows or push the wall or like yell in my car, like anything that I can do to actually move the energy through my body. It's not about overriding the energy. It's about being with the energy and allowing it to clear out of my body. Sometimes I'll do breathing techniques. Sometimes I'll journal unedited, like I'll just like go to town, like everything I want to say to Megan, I'll totally like you know, write out, like, she's being such a bitch, blah, 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 right? Like, totally unedited. So I don't I, read those. <laughs> no, no, I don't <laughs> give them to her. So <laughs> what's, what's true about that is I see a lot of people, especially in the spiritual kind of communities, um, where they'll want to override, they'll want to do a spiritual override, they'll want to, like, push that energy down, or they'll want to say, oh, you know, I'm going to be totally okay with this, and they actually don't address the energy that's building up in their body, and so it doesn't work. Um, you can, know, I just it, pa- can I add something real quick? Sure. Because it's sort of fundamental. that We actually, these personas, the victim, villain, and hero, actually are created as a way to cover up emotional energy, which is awareness, essentially. And so um, what happens is, is that these, these roles are an override of emotional awareness. And so one of the things that we have to do is we have to move through the energy. That's why we were talking in the chat room just now about how deep breathing is really helpful because it actually helps get you out of that adrenaline energy and into what the feeling is 
And there's been times when I haven't had space to do what Suzanne's talking about, which is pillows and stuff like one time I was in this big fight with my partner and we were on our way to teach a class. And so I was like, okay, I'm breathing. That's what I'm doing. And what was really fascinating as I did this breathing technique, which I can share a little bit um, and send you to the Hendrix uh, Hendrix.com because I think there's a video on here uh, on there showing you this breathing technique. I just did it for three minutes and all of a sudden I just started bawling. And when that and I realized that I was upset and sad about something totally different that had happened like two days before. And once I got to that awareness, boom, upset, done, upset, over. And um, so what you're talking about is like, that's why it's so important not to override because actually these personas were created as a way to manage feelings. I love that too. So really, you know, we talk about this idea of drifting and then you choose a shift move and come back, right? So it's not about never drifting. It's about choosing a shift move to come back. And that's what we're talking about with these shift moves where you go, uh, go walking or running or move your body or emote, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be on anybody else, right? It's not about projecting it onto somebody else. Um, it's not about putting that energy on somebody else. It's about expressing it out of your body. Um, and that's why I like to take space, because otherwise I will project it on to somebody. So, you know, once you have that energy kind of moving and out of your body, then you can be aware of what, why that got brought up to begin with. Why were you triggered to begin with? Because there's always something to learn there. So it's kind of like what Megan just said in her example, where she, you know, got through the energy and then she started to cry because there was something underneath, you know, that was actually wanting to come up. And for me, that often comes up um, at the tail end where I actually start to get curious, where I'm like, huh, like, how did I create that? You know, like, what was that for me? Why did I get so reactive with regards to that? So it's almost like once I express the energy, then I can actually get into a place of curiosity. And then I start asking myself questions like, what's my responsibility in this exchange? If I'm an owner and if I'm creator of my life, why would I create that upset? Why would I create that experience? So I start to get curious and, um, and ask myself questions. And sometimes I remind myself in that moment, like, do I want to be right right now or do I want to be happy? Do I want to come back into connection and love or do I want to continue to stay defensive and uh, being right? And believe me, guys, I love to be right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right she really <laughs> does. She really, really does. <laughs> even, yes. even her kids there was I can't remember when it was but you're like yeah I don't think I was right about that and your kids they're all all their jaws dropped <laughs> yeah I think I think you actually are right a lot like you're really <laughs> like very perceptive and 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 like very aware and it's like the difference is like when you're fighting for it right yes yeah yeah so then when I get curious and when I uh when I take some responsibility um, and when I am in ownership and be like, okay, I am a hundred percent, I'm a hundred percent responsible for creating this, not from a like heavy place, but from a place of like, okay, cool, yeah, I created that. So what next? So then I want to lean into 
new conversations, like with my partner or with that person. It's For me, it's not enough to be like, I'm 100% uh, responsible and leave it there. Like the true creation for me a lot of times is leaning into a new conversation and being vulnerable. So I'll come back to Megan and be like, okay, what I'm really getting about that upset is that, you know, I had some massive expectations that you would be in a place to hear me and to be open to my feedback. And what's true is that you weren't. And I totally assumed that you were. So that's my accountability and responsibility. Um, and so that moment of being vulnerable and being in ownership and leaning into that new conversation creates so much possibility for creation, for new awareness, and for getting through the issue. What I see in a lot of couples, especially, is that they have the same fight over and over again, but they never get down to the emotional depth of what's actually happening. They put it on the back burner, and then a month later, they totally have the same fight again. Well, they never got from reaction to creation. They mm -hmm. never got all the mm -hmm. way through, right? Yeah. 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 How you'll know is you'll stop having that fight, right? And it's like, like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, and this is true in any area of your life. Like, we're in relationship with everything, guys. Like, we're in relationship with ourselves, with, with our business, with money, with our bodies. Like, we, we have these ways of relating to, um, and anytime there's... Anytime there's like stuff or stickiness, there's a version of the triangle going on. And so like to to actually go, okay, like moving, how you know you got all the way through is you'll stop having that fight. Because mm -hmm. in the brain, if you've noticed, when you have an upset in any area of your life, if you notice there's like, uh, there's the same conversation going on. You're having the same fight. You're saying the same words. How many times, for those of you who have been in partnership for, say, more than two years, <laughs> have noticed that you're having the same fight in different forms all the time? And that's because you haven't gotten underneath and fully transmuted that energy and, and gotten the awareness that that fight is actually trying to bring you. And guess what, guys? It's almost never what you think. Like, I've been coaching couples for 15 years, and it's so funny. It's like, yeah, they come in, it's like, yeah, we have this issue about money. And I know it's not about money. <laughs> it's about an energetic exchange. It's about awareness of how they're relating and how they're connecting. And um, to be able to actually do what Suzanne's talking about and ask these powerful questions, like, what's right about this I'm not getting? Like, and, and one of the questions I like to ask is, what is the gift of this that I can't see right now? Because in every one of those roles is a gift. The victim has empathy and compassion. The villain has that capacity to go to really demand to live a, in a different reality and a different world for themselves. And the hero has that capacity to impact others in, in a really big way. So it's like there's a, there is a strength and a power and a genius in each one of these roles. And it's like really asking, hey, n not only what's right about this, but what's the genius in this I'm not getting right now? What's the genius in this role, in this thing that I'm doing that I'm not getting right now? Because when you get to that place, guys, then you're actually getting to the core of the energy where actually you don't ever have to have that fight again because it's gone. The energy that was creating it is, is done. And that's true 
in the money blocks and everything else. Once you understand the awareness that's coming from that conversation and you get the gifts of it and you turn it into creation, you turn it into movement forward, then you don't have to keep going back to that thing over and over and over again. And so I love what you said, Suzanne. It's like, if you're still having the same fight, you didn't go below. (laughs) You didn't turn it into creation yet. Yes. And what I love, I'm loving controlling bit in our chat room. She's just a little bit controlling, not a lot. And I get from that name. Yeah, but she has this awesome question. What does it take to get from reaction to creation with someone that is completely shut down? I am totally going through this with my boss right now. We just keep having the same argument every six to eight months. So I love that question, right? Because um, it what it feels like from over here is that there's this place where you're like, well, I'm in, you know, I'm in ownership, but what am I supposed to do with this person who's who's completely unavailable for being in ownership, right? Um, and so even in that statement, it's kind of a slight victim type of statement. Like, I'm doing my best, I'm trying my hardest, and they're just completely shut down, you know? So what am I supposed to do? Which, it, you know, this kind of playing out on the square can be super subtle. So I'm not trying to dog on you because I totally get that in asking the question, it's like, okay, I want to change this. But there's some kind of payoff that you're getting in this exchange. There's some way in which it keeps happening because you haven't actually gotten through to the other side and you haven't addressed something that's really deep in this. And perhaps looking into that, you know, where else does this play out in your life where I'm I'm doing the very best I can and it's still not changing, you know? Um, like maybe kind of start there um, because what's true about being on the triangle, guys, yes, people meet you there, but if you step off into the creator square, if you step off into open space, then that something changes in them, okay? It only takes one to change. It doesn't take two. It only takes one. So if you are in allowance and if you're in ownership, then you actually won't even get plugged in to the person in front of you in the same way, um, and which means that the whole exchange changes. So this has been very true for me and my mom. I used to be super, super plugged in to, um, you know, how she would play victim in every conversation that I had. Um, and so what I realized is that I was still, I was being victim victimized by her victimhood, right? Like, I was like, really, do I have to have another another conversation with her where she's just, you know, being the martyr and the victim? I can't believe this, right? So I was still playing out on the triangle. So now when I talk to her, I go directly into that energy and I ask her to say more, like to actually go into more victim, like, oh, mom, that sounds really horrible. You know, like what else isn't working for you in your life? And I exaggerate it and exaggerate it and go with the energy. And then it turns into this kind of fun game. And I don't get really locked into it at all. Now, that took me a while to get to that space. But now it's fun. And now I don't get it doesn't matter how she shows up because I can totally uh, be in charge of my experience. I'd like to just um, ping that a little bit. I know that it's almost time for a break, but um, 
I'd like to give her like a really specific tool for her, which is, yeah. what do I love about this? Mm-hmm. What do you love about this engagement? Because there's something that you get out of it. Years ago, um, when I was with a partner that smoked, and I was like, ah, 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 like, why is she always smoking? Blah, 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 right? And what I realized was, is that what I got out of that was, is that when she was smoking, she wasn't like raging. She wasn't getting angry. And so it's like, for me, the smoking felt like a safety thing for me. I was getting something out of the behavior. All Any behavior that's in your space that you don't like, you love it, you're requiring it. There's something there and not in a negative way, not in a blaming way, but just really get open, get your body open and go, what do I love about this? Right. And then everything that is pot and pock that I know that you, you have that tool, Krista, Krista, to just go, okay, everything that I'm getting out of this, I uncreate and destroy it. Right. Wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, short for beyond. Um, go to the clearing statement.com. If you felt like I was just talking gibberish there, but like, and then go, okay, what else is possible? What else could I create here? And it doesn't matter. He can stay on the triangle and you can be in creative space. You can be in ownership, but there's something that's still sticky here. So there's something that on an unconscious level, you're still getting out of this. So just um, try that on for size and we come back from break. Um, we can go a little deeper with that or give you the next set of tools for turning drama into creation. We'll be back in a minute. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Love, Life, and All Things Weirds with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne. And we have been talking about moving from drama to creation and I just wanted to follow up with a whole process that just happened both on air and in the chat room where we took somebody from a drama place and using the tools moved into awareness and now an option for creation. So we were talking about um, uh, someone who was having a problem with their boss. And so we uh, asked a few questions and the awareness I'm trying to actually find what she, um, oh, okay, so the question we asked her was, what do you love about this? And she responded that I can blame him for me not really stepping up because the support wouldn't be there if I did. Wow, didn't see that one. Okay, so now that's awesome, right? Because like how often are we blaming somebody because it feels safer um, to do that than to step up? to do that than to really own and claim and create the life and living and world that we really want to create. So now it's time for creation. Like now from that awareness and from liberating that, because up until now it's kind of secretly, even though you're very conscious, been kind of his fault. <laughs> and so um, now that you really become aware of what you're getting out of it, what you love about it, now it's like, okay, what can you be or do different? That um, how can you fully step up and know that you have your own back, that the universe has your own back? He may or may not have your back. <laughs> and that's not the point. The point is, do you have your own back? The point is, are you willing to take full ownership for creating the life and living you truly want? Yeah. And, you know, Lori asks, so would you say that as soon as you get that awareness of what you are loving about it or getting out of it, you know, can you change? Cause is that what it takes to change it? you know, and, you know, after you pot and pocket. And so what you're saying right now is like, yes, and there might be some additional awarenesses there too. You know, there might be some new information. So for me, what I've noticed is that um, some in some sticky areas, there's lots of things I'm getting out of it. There are a lot of like payoffs. And so uh, sometimes I'll have to clear multiple payoffs. Um, before, <laughs> you know, before that pattern changes. Um, so, you know, yes, absolutely. It's still the same process. Um, but, you know, if it happens again uh, and you're creating it again, then you're like, oh, didn't get it all. <laughs> what else? Right. So. Yes. Yeah. Something that I wanted to share um, that just kind of came through is that any time, like one of the things that I got um, training around as a, a couples coach was that anytime you have a couple, a couple that's in high conflict, they have a lack of commitment to their creativity. They have a lack of commitment to creation. Um, 
And generally, individually, sometimes like they may be creating a family together or something like that, but their individual commitment to creation is low. And instead of creating, what's happening is it's moving into conflict. So one of the first things that I do when a couple comes in in conflict is, are you willing to create to your own, commit to your own life and living and to be having creativity be the top priority in your, in your world? And it's so crazy how resistant people are to that. It's scary to be because it's in a way it's safer to sit in the triangle and sit and blame rather than you know, really step up and claim your life and go, yeah, I'm the creator of my life. I'm going to create some shit here and have that be the priority. Have that be the baseline of your life. Oh, and by the way, guys, any place you have conflict, right? So if your conflict right now is with money, then like get more committed to creating than into reacting to what your money's doing. Anytime something's stuck, you're stuck, you're reacting more than you're creating. And so by upping your commitment to creating, you begin to move through that. Now, I've I actually created a really fun clearing statement. It's a, it's, uh, I'm going to be using an access consciousness tool here. But what energy, space, and consciousness can my body and I be to transmute my drama into cash with total ease? And you can do this for anything. What energy, space, and consciousness can my body and I be to transmute my drama, my relationship drama into intimacy? Because it's, guys, it's just energy. I mean, that it's like awesome. When you find a place where you're doing drama, there's a whole bunch of energy that's wanting to be liberated. So be the liberator of your life and liberate this and transmute it into what it's actually wanting to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I love that so much. So today we've talked a lot about what drama is, why we do drama, and we've actually kind of given you a prescription to move out of drama into creation. You know, like taking space, being with the energy, getting curious, asking questions, leaning into new conversations. That's all a prescription uh, for supporting you guys to move from drama to creation. And so what I'm excited about is this month we're going to be take, we're going to be talking about creation a lot. And like, okay, that might be the prescription for getting rid of drama, but how do you prevent drama? And how do you actually hone this creation energy and really transmute that and create the life and living that you want, like back to having it all. Can you imagine if we took all of that internal drama and external drama and committed and directed that energy to creating the life that we love? Are you kidding me? How powerful would that be? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what we're, yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the month, right, darling Megan? Yes, sweetie. Uh-huh. Move it into creation. And in my experience, most people are are living about 90% of their lives in some form of reaction to something. They're just in reaction to their lives. And even the mo- those of us who are conscious and have been on this path for a while, we still have these places where we're actually unwilling to liberate the energy. And I want to say, we just have a couple of minutes, but I want to say, well, you know, why why wouldn't we liberate this energy? Why wouldn't we just go, oh, yeah, cool, drama, let's create. And it, it, in part, it's because we're so scared of having everything we want. We're so terrified because, like, number one, we, are unre- we might be unrelatable. Number two, um, 
like really taking that kind of ownership and saying, you know what, I want to create everything I want is going to make us different than most of the people around us. It's going to make us different than our family. And, you know, it, it, we have lifetimes, whether we got killed for stepping up and, and, and saying, hey, this is what I want. And, I, and I'm thinking a new way and I've got this new way of thinking. Right. And so it really is where we really have to kind of be willing to. I liked what you said earlier, Suzanne, lean in to some of these places where we've got stuck energy and go, well, no, really, what do I love about this? It, you know, am I using this to protect myself? <laughs> and that's a really, that's a sweet thing. It's not a wrongness. And it really is just like, oh, could I find another way to feel safe, to feel like, um, like I'm okay to step up and be who I am in the world other than living this drama day after day? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I have some people, we have some people in the chat room who are asking for some more resources with regards to the drama triangle and really recognizing when you are triggered. And so uh, we are so excited because in our new Facebook group, um, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne, we're going to be posting some additional uh, resources for you with regards to the drama triangle, as well as what we call an openness to learning scale, which is uh, that thing about, okay, if I'm at a two or if I'm at a five or if I'm at a 10, how do I know? You know, so those two resources will be in uh, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. So if you're not a part of that group, you're going to want to go on Facebook and um, get connected into that group. And the link is in the chat room, which is awesome. <gasps> I love our producers. Thanks, Keisha. That was so, look, she has a big old smiley face. She's so amazing. So, um, yes, and um, so definitely if you're not part of that group, go to Facebook, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Um, we're going to be doing that from now on where there will be additional resources um, in that particular group page. So check that out. Any last words, darling, before we let them go? Hey, how can you turn your drama into cash, man? <laughs> like, keep playing with that. I I have loved this show. I love the energy. Thanks for the vulnerability and your willingness to serve the whole group by sharing you guys. Thank you, thank you. And we're going to pick up where we left off next week, 10 a.m. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.